What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. And today I'm gonna to continue talking about some of my late round targets. So in the last two videos, I've gone through some of my top uh, late round running backs and wide receivers. Today, I'm gonna to be going through five late round quarterbacks. So these are gonna be players you're probably gonna be going after as maybe like your QB2 in best ball leagues, or this could be, you know, you're playing in a deeper league, 14, 16, I mean, even 18, 20 team leagues. And these are guys where you may want to wait at the quarterback position and can snag someone who I think is going to, you know, finish much higher than their current draft price. If you guys are watching and you're enjoying the content, just do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then if you haven't seen the other late round targets, go check those out. And then I'll be talking about my tight ends tomorrow. So let's just jump into the first quarterback who's kind of going in the later rounds. This is going to be round like 11 on. You know, for some of the other positions, I think we did round 12 on. But quarterbacks, I just really liked Kirk Cousins' value here, who's being drafted as the quarterback 16 in round 11. And this is just like a common theme. Every single year, Kirk Cousins is pretty much undervalued. He's not flashy. He's not one of these guys who has a crazy high ceiling. He doesn't have that rushing upside, but he just consistently is going to finish as either a low-end QB1 or a high-end QB2 and overall, I feel like there's kind of just like this Minnesota Vikings fatigue, aside from Justin Jefferson, who's kind of like the new flashy toy. Obviously, everyone wants Justin Jefferson on their team, but you look at guys like Dalvin Cook. Cook is going back into the first round. I feel like he should be going more in the middle of the first round. You have Adam Thielen, whose ADP has just absolutely fallen off when he's really done nothing but produce. Same thing here with Kirk Cousins. So I really like all three of those players at their current price, and Kirk just seems like a lock to finish better than QB 16. So looking back at his fantasy finishes over the last, what is this, seven years? I believe seven years. So from 2015 to 2021. So 2015, QB 13. 2016, this is points per game. So 2015, QB 13. 2016, QB 6. 2017, QB 8. 2018, QB 16. 2019, QB 19. 2020, QB 13. In 2021, QB12, just very, very consistent. And from 2015 to 2021, every one of his seasons, he has averaged between 16.3 and 19.1 points per game. So basically, I feel like the 2021 season is probably pretty close to his floor, just because I think this offense is going to be more pass heavy. He's going to be surrounded by the same weapons. Jefferson, Thielen, you have Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith coming back. So per usual, I just think Kirk Cousins is a very solid and safe quarterback pick for fantasy football. The next quarterback is going to be Tua. He's being drafted as the quarterback 17, round 12. And honestly, I've never been a huge Tua fan. Wasn't one of these people who were super high on him when he got drafted. Haven't been one of these players expecting a massive jump from him. But I feel like here at QB 17, I think this is a fair price. I think the media and fans... This offseason have just been pretty ruthless to him. The Dolphins like social media team made a mistake of putting out that video of him throwing a deep pass and he underthrew it and they were trying to sell it as like this great pass. And it seems like since then everything has just kind of exploded. Now you have all his wide receivers having to come out, say he can throw it so far. In his interviews, he's like, Oh, I wish you guys saw this throw. Just kind of a weird situation. I just don't really care. I'm just interested in what I think he can do on the field and for fantasy football. Last season, he was the QB 23 in points per game, but if you really look into that, he played in less than 50% of the snaps in two games, 
So I believe one of them he left like very early on with injury. And then the second one, I believe it was against the Ravens. And I think they had Jacoby Brissett start. Brissett struggled. Tua was injured, but he came back in and played like the second half. So those aren't real games. So if you take out those two games where he was kind of injured in, he would have been the QB 17 in points per game. And really everything about this Dolphins offense is on an upwards trajectory. Tua should take somewhat of a step forward as a quarterback, even if you don't think he's going to be, you know, a good one. Still, extra year of experience. He should be at least a little bit better. Jalen Waddle should continue to develop after a very impressive rookie season. They trade for Tyreek Hill, which is massive. One of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You bring in Mike McDaniel, an offensive-minded head coach. I feel like he's going to set two up for success. Get these guys the ball. Let them use their yak ability. So with all these changes around him, I honestly think it's reasonable to project potentially like a two-point-per-game jump from what we saw last season. And that puts him in a legit spot to finish as like a top 12 quarterback. I don't think he's going to have the ceiling, but I would not be surprised if we were looking at like Tua as a QB 13, QB 12 in points per game. I think it's totally possible. And so I do like him here at price. This next quarterback is going to be Jameis Winston being drafted as the quarterback 20 in round 14. And he was another player that I didn't really think I'd be targeting just because I feel like when people think of Jameis Winston, They think of this gunslinging guy who's going to turn the ball over a ton, but he's also going to throw for a ton of yards and touchdowns. And I think he almost gets overvalued, at least last year when he was on the Saints, because that's just not how he was operating. He was not that same player, but I'm going to be in on him this year. He was the QB 14 in points per game last year, averaging 16.8. Keep in mind, he's now being drafted as the QB 20, but he was the QB 14 with literally nothing around him on offense. Like these weapons were horrible. The Saints did not have a pass catcher go over 700 yards and their top wide receivers last year were Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, and Traquan Smith. That is a brutal wide receiver room. Heading into 2022, he is going to have legit talent around him on offense. This O-line is always solid. You have Alvin Kamara, potentially with a suspension, but still, looking at the wide receivers, Michael Thomas, Maybe a little bit up in the air. We don't know what his health is. But then you have Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. If you have those three wide receivers, that is a very, very good supporting cast. He is going to be returning from his ACL tear. But right now, it looks like he's on schedule to play week one. And this isn't a situation like last offseason where we're like, who's going to be the starter? Is it Jameis? Is it Taysom Hill? Like, what's going on here? This is his job. They may not have wanted it early in the offseason, but just looking at their QB room, like Taysom Hill is no longer in this conversation. He was not good when he got the opportunity last year. And then they bring in Andy Dalton. Like I would be shocked if Andy Dalton starts over Jameis Winston once he is healthy. So really looking at how well he played last year, he was way more conservative, which may not lead to like a QB3, QB2 finish, but I don't think anyone's expecting that out of Jameis here. So I would not be surprised if he had a top 12 quarterback season and really seems like a screaming value in a lot of formats. Now we're going to move on to Matt Ryan, who's being drafted as the QB 22 in round 14. And when you kind of just look at this Colts roster, they don't seem like a top landing spot because you just look at the weapons. You have Jonathan Taylor, but he's not like an elite receiving back. At least they haven't used him like that. You really have no proven pass catchers behind Michael Pittman, but there's just something about this offensive system that just runs very well. I mean, they squeeze pretty decent production out of Carson Wentz 
For fantasy-wise, we're looking at the QB 17 in points per game. He had a 27 to 7 touchdown to interception ratio. Like normally, that touchdown to interception ratio is fantastic. And the Colts still kind of came away feeling like Wentz was just absolutely horrible. So I do believe that Matt Ryan at the quarterback position is a really solid upgrade from Carson Wentz. Obviously, he's not in his prime. We're not getting prime Matty Ice here. But when you look at Matt Ryan's stats last year, they're not going to blow you away. But he actually played pretty incredible when you look at what he had going around him. That offense was not good. Basically, the entire offense was brutal. And he still managed to finish top 10 in deep ball accuracy rating, under pressure accuracy rating, clean pocket accuracy rating, deep ball catchable pass rate, and pressured catchable pass rate. Those are all stats from a player profiler. But the Colts coaching staff has already come out, said they wanted to pass the ball more last season, basically implying they felt like they couldn't do it with Carson Wentz. But I feel like a mid-tier QB2 finish kind of feels like a realistic floor here. So maybe like QB18, QB19 is like the floor, but he's being drafted as the quarterback 22. So I really like Matt Ryan this season. And then the fifth and final late round uh, quarterback is going to be Daniel Jones. He's going off the board as the quarterback 23. That is round 15. And there's no denying he's had a pretty unimpressive start to his career. Really hasn't blown anybody away. He's never been a consistent fantasy option in lineups. But I really feel like here, his fourth year in the NFL, 2022, this is going to be his best opportunity for success. You have Brian Dable coming in as head coach. We saw him really kind of turn around Josh Allen. And obviously, Daniel Jones is not going to be Josh Allen. But when we're looking at like player archetypes, you know, their strengths, I feel like Josh Allen and Daniel Jones do kind of line up in that way. So I do think we could see a little bit of a turnaround here for Daniel Jones. Plus, he has decent weapons if they can stay healthy. You've got Saquon. Obviously, health is always a problem with him. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. You have Wondell Robinson, who they picked in the draft. And when you look back to last season, Daniel Jones started off hot. Through the first four weeks, he was averaging 23.6 points per game. I remember looking at it. I was like, wow, like, is this his breakout? And then it just all fell apart. And really, week five is when all the weapons around him just started to unravel. You had Barkley miss four games on the season, but he was really never the same later on. You had Kadarius Toney miss seven games. Sterling Shepard miss 10. Galladay miss three, but he was constantly banged up. Every single week, he was on the injury report and really just did not play well when he was out there. And then you had Darius Slayton miss four games. So it was just an absolute disaster around Daniel Jones. I think the coaching staff was not good for him. So when you're looking at his rushing ability, which we know he has something there, I really think we could see a like mid-tier QB2 finish if he just has like a little bit of individual improvement. Like a lot of these guys, I can't really stand here and project that like Daniel Jones is going to take this massive leap or Tua is going to take this massive leap because obviously it's possible, but I feel like when we're looking at like the most likely scenarios, it's probably not there. So that would be like the peak is if a guy like Tua or Daniel Jones takes that massive jump. But what we can look at is, okay, new coaching staff, they have these improvements around them. We can probably expect them to take a little bit of a jump. And then you account for all the other factors, bringing in new weapons, new coaching staff. Then I really think you can get into some solid improvement. So those are going to be the five late round quarterbacks that I'm targeting. Just to run through it one more time, got Kirk Cousins, Tua, Jameis Winston, uh, Matt Ryan, and then to wrap it up, Daniel Jones. That's going to wrap it up for this one. If you guys stayed till the end, thank you so much. Uh, and I'll see you guys in the next one.